every single day I get hit with like something that doesn't work. And you just always have to look away around it. Like if you're driving down the road and there's roadblock, most people just say, okay, well, you can't go down that road. And I think people who succeed are people who go, okay, well, I can't go down that road. How do I find another way there? And I think that mentality of that, that whatever that is, that thing that makes people continue despite getting no, I think that's what makes people succeed. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss, and our guest today needs no introduction. That is, if you know anything about real estate and have the internet. I mean, if you have an internet connection and you know about real estate, you've probably heard of Brandon Turner, otherwise known as Beardy Brandon, which, uh, which we might do a beard competition a little bit later on in the episode. So I think <laughs> well, you're winning. Welcome, Brandon. Yeah, well, it's at least on the white, at least on the white hairs I'm winning, that's for sure. Yeah, you're getting there. I'm getting there too. I got, I got all the gray and the white coming in on the side. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to look, my beard's going to look exactly like yours pretty soon. We're going there. Time, it all, it's all earned. Every single one of those is earned. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but b- bigger pockets, guys. You guys know what bigger pockets. Anyone heard of bigger pockets? Brandon is the vice president of bigger pockets. Okay. So, well, really, when you think of bigger pockets, probably you think of Brandon because not just because he's the host, the co host of the podcast, because it's the most successful and biggest and most listened to real estate podcast in the world, but he's also, you know, kind of got that, that brand about him. And you do those episodes and you got the Instagram following and the, the whole, the whole nine yards. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a branding kind of guy. I'm a marketing guy at my, at heart. So I'm like, how do I, how do I increase my, my self-esteem by <laughs> making more people like me? You know, I just, everyone should base their self-esteem of how many likes they get on Instagram. I think everyone would just be happy that way. So <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, do that. don't do that at all. But you, yeah. but I think it's amazing how, how you guys, you've, grown bigger pockets to something incredible. Whereas today people relate, you know, when they think real estate and they think the internet, the bigger pockets, which is incredible. And I've noticed something, which you may have seen this as well, but you put any question into Google, bigger pockets is usually one of like the first, uh, at least for sure on the first page of answers that come up in the forums or in a blog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's cool. The reason why is because bigger pockets, like Josh had this really smart idea back in the day. So Josh Dorkin founded bigger pockets. He's like, you know, we could have like at what, what most people do is like somebody teaches how to do real estate, which is like, you know, I teach how to do real estate, but he's like, you know, what would be even more powerful is what if everybody or like a lot of people taught a lot of people how to do real estate and Google's really like that. And people really like that. They're like, wow, you mean we can get more than one opinion, more than one piece of advice. Like there's, there's multiple perspectives. What? And it really took off. So yeah, I think, I think that's why you ask a question like, should I do a cost segregation study? The answer is, is, is you know, usually yes, but not always, right? Because there's different perspectives there. It's like, I, well, maybe you should do this or what's this look like or what? And so when you have just a blog by one person, you get one perspective. When you have 1.7 million members all helping and teaching each other, you get a lot of perspectives. Yeah, tremendous amount of perspectives. And a lot of them really good because you know, depending on what type of question or what, you know, what area you're, you're talking about, you have not just different opinions, but a lot of real experts on subjects that are involved there, which is incredible that you have people like, you know, Brian Burke, 
who we've interviewed on this podcast and, you know, tons of accountants that are really, you know, dealing in the day-to-day of the real estate. Get it, you know, just not just the people that come on the podcast, which are obviously top-notch people, but everyday guys who are just, you know, working in real estate in different industries, just sharing yeah. their time. And, and yeah, in fact, you know, our biggest shows are always the like, like our big, biggest show of all time, I believe was uh, Ashley from Detroit, who is like single, you know, like a single mom, bought 10 properties, you know, while working as the waitress. Like people love that stuff. It's like, oh, so yeah. good because it's like it's super, super relatable. And, and you don't want to hear how the Grant Cardones of the world necessarily made their millions. You want to hear how like <laughs> Ashley made her, you know, 10 properties and got financial freedom. In, in a few years. Exactly. That's a cool story. It's incredible how many people have been affected by this. I literally posted, and I'm, I'm very big on LinkedIn. I, I deleted my LinkedIn. I thought I did, though. The other day, somebody told me they found my LinkedIn, so now I think I got a spam LinkedIn account. You probably have like a, a faker. <laughs> yeah, there might be a fake account out there. But what's funny about that is, you know, I have a very big following there, not, not like 150,000 followers on Instagram or whatever, but, <laughs> but what I do have is I, I have a very engaged network. So I'll ask a question and I'll get like, you know, dozens or sometimes hundreds of responses of people. Yeah, that's awesome. And one of the things I ask is like, you know, who's, who's heard of Bigger Pockets? Like who's working on there? Who's using that platform? Have you gotten anything out of it? And I get so many responses of people who have like, because of Bigger Pockets, I was able to do my first deal. You know, I, I was able to get involved and jump into real estate. So that must be extremely rewarding. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It's it's uh, it's cool because like when I when I think back of like when I got started of all like the 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 resources and the the you know we didn't really have a lot of podcasts back then, but there were a few uh, like those things that got me started. Now I look at them, I'm like, oh, they were so like it, it was so cool that they were just accessible like that, like the books I read. And so it's fun to be able to be a part of and help facilitate that with other people. And like, not just myself, but like the fact that I can, you know, like we're here, you and I today are doing this thing, you know, like it's, it's, it, and this is going to benefit other people in the future. So it's cool to be able to bring a lot of experts together to be able to share wisdom and advice over time, which is uh, kind of like the spirit of bigger pockets. Yeah, sure. No, that was me projecting what I feel is like the biggest, biggest thing. But for you, what's been the most rewarding part of helping to build, you know, bigger pockets in the community and the platform over the years? Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot. I got a message the other day from a, a direct message on, on Instagram from a woman who said, just want to say thank you so much for the, it was, I think the journal, uh, the, the intention journal we came out with. And she just said, you know, like we got the journal, we started keeping track of our goals. And just so you guys know, I'm not trying to pitch a, a journal here because you could do this on a piece of paper. It's just like, what are your goals? What are the action steps to get there? What are you tracking every single day? And she said, thanks so much for this. You know, we, we did this 90 day challenge that I hosted a webinar on the 90 day challenge and she, we bought our property. But why I'm writing to you is because we took the same concept we learned from, from bigger pockets, this idea of having a vision mm-hmm. of where you want to go and breaking it down to an annual goal and a quarterly goal and weekly uh, benchmarks and, and, and daily action items. Right? I talk about that all the time. We did that to my son who was not able to walk. Uh, and she, his son had a disability and couldn't walk. And then she sent me a video of him walking wow. and she said, we applied the exact same thing. Like that was like, Oh, like that's why we do this stuff. Like it's not just about real estate. It's just about in all areas of life you can improve. Uh, by doing these principles and by, by following these, uh, I guess, this advice. So that was pretty rewarding, things like that. That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. And you're so right. I yeah. mean, the one thing that I find amongst the real estate people, which is why I'm so passionate about the community and the industry, is I find there's so many people that they're just this kind of growth mindset, this growth orientation. Yeah. They're you know, people that are into self-improvement. It happens to be a lot of them follow, you know, also, you know, Tony Robbins and all these people that are trying to make themselves and their lives better, which will in turn affect those around them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I am such a big believer in personal development and not like, you know, get rich quick, you know, self-help, gooey stuff necessarily. Uh, but like just the fact that like you can be intentional about what you want in life. Just decide like, what do you want? Like, what do you, like if anything, like I want, I want my kid to walk, even though the doctor said he wouldn't. Or I want to have a cool Tesla or I want to travel more. I want to spend time with my kids, watching them grow up. Like the fact that we can choose what we want and then work backwards to get that is foreign to so yeah. many people. They just like don't understand that concept. They think that they get what they get because life gave it to them. And when people realize it's like the matrix, right? Like the right. red and blue pill. Or yeah. like, they, like they all of a sudden like there's a whole nother world that you can have anything you want and do whatever you want. You just change that little mindset to, to you know, how do I get that rather than saying, well, I can't. Totally, totally. It's, it is really about mindset. So for you, what, what would you say is like one thing you know, on a daily basis, really to, to keep your goals in mind and, and get that mindset. Yeah. I, it's for me, it's all about how I start my day. It really is. Like I, if I start my day on the right foot, not the left foot. No, if I start on like the, the right actions, right. Then everything else seems to line up throughout the day. If I wake up, I get, I, I do a little bit of a reading. I do a little bit of journaling and that intention journal. I, I do a little bit of like, you know, prayer meditation. I do all this stuff every in order and I kind of team it's like it anchors my day it, it gives its foundation of my day and everything else what am I gonna have for lunch and dinner so now I'm taking care of my health when am I gonna work out uh so I actually find when I'm gonna work out and what I'm gonna do to work out that day you know they did this study a while back which they took a group of people who wanted to work out and there was a like I don't know let's call it 100 people right and 33 of them they said okay you want to work out great go work out this week and then the next 33 they said you want to work out this week great you know do this motivational pamphlet. I think read this pamphlet or video, or whatever. And of the first group of people, only like 30% of them actually worked out. Of the second group of people, only like 29% of people worked out. Fewer people worked out. The motivation was crap there. It didn't help them at all. The third group though, 92% of them worked out. So what did they do for that third group? They simply had them write down when they're going to work out mm-hmm. and where they're going to work out. That was it. Just Tuesday at, you know, I'm going to go to the gym Tuesday at five. And by doing that, it tripled the chance of them actually doing, accomplishing anything. And this applies to all areas of life is when we, not just like, I want to do this, but it's like, hey, when and where are you going to do this? So every morning, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to work out? What am I gonna, when am I going to analyze that real estate deal? Yeah. Uh, what am I going to get on that call? I, just, I, I anchor my day in a strong morning routine where I define what that day is going to do. And I set my intentions for the day and I set my actions for the day which I also anchor in a weekly battle plan. I call it a weekly battle plan where I, I set what the week's intention are. So those things anchor my week and then make everything go better. And the days that I miss it are just generally terrible days. Like the days I just feel like I got nothing accomplished because I just wasn't intentional about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's incredible that you can measure that. I mean, the fact that the fact of the matter that you are conscious enough to realize that, you know, this is what happens when I set my day up yeah. right from the beginning and then go on yeah. And just to you know, reflect on that, which I think a lot of people don't even have the awareness, the self-awareness um, to know like, well, why was this day so bad? Or what happened mm-hmm. to me? And I think getting the practice of doing exactly what you're saying really changes the entire flow of your, you know, of your existence. Yeah, it really does. I mean, really, you start with something strong. You start, there's that great book and, and phrase about eating that, eat that frog. I think Brian Tracy wrote it. So if you, if the first thing you had to do every day was eat a frog, like the rest of your day would be great. <laughs> and so like, kind of like tackle your big stuff in the morning, right. like in the morning, like, and I kind of apply that to like anchor your entire day right there. Do the hard work of, of sharpening your ax in the morning. And then you can chop down trees all day long and you got a sharp ax. It's way easier to chop down every tree you encounter. 
encounter all day long. Everything from family to relationships to food to health to faith to fitness to, to real estate to wealth doesn't matter. Exactly, it just all flows better. Yeah, and I think some of those things that you mentioned. I mean, I know I do as well. Like in the right first thing in the morning, you know, to pray and to to study to read yeah. things that open your mind and sharpen that saw, sharpen the yep. allows you to just function better throughout the whole day. Yeah, and keep your mindset yeah, just, in the right it, place. Yeah, it really really helps a ton. So let me ask you. Who are your role models? Because I, I know a lot of people look up to you. I mean, whether you, whether you, you like that or not. You, well, that's because I'm six foot five. Yeah, so that's I'm, true. I'm awkward tall. That's definitely true. But I mean, <laughs> you just look at how many people, um, you know, love the Bigger Pockets podcast and how many people love, you know, the Instagram following and the, everything, you know, and it all spills one to another. But obviously you have to have people that, that you look up to. Yeah. Uh, so a few things. I mean, uh Early on in my career, real estate wise, Ken McElroy, I looked up to him a lot. I still do. He wrote the ABCs of real estate investing. I read that book. It changed my life. Obviously, like the whole, like the entire rich dad, kind of like the Kiyosaki movement like that. I loved rich dad, poor dad and cash flow quadrant. So I mean, I looked up, I wouldn't even say as much of to a person as I did the yeah. books, right? Like sure. I just love real, good real estate books. So and real estate, that was a big influence for me. As silly as it is to say, it, it is a big and I want to be careful in saying this, but Grant, so Grant Cardone is a big influence on me, but not, I mean, he's a crazy guy. I love him. He's just insane. But what I, well, the reason I say that is because Grant taught me what's possible when you have an audience. So like for years, I just did my real estate and kind of small time and I didn't really expand it. But as you know, now I have Open Door Capital, which right. we raise a lot of money and we buy a lot of big deals. And I think we went from, in one year, we went from, you know, Open Door Capital basically started to having... 1600 units either owned or under contract like in a, in a year and so that from a uh, social media standpoint I learned that I could be using my platform to both help me do some bigger and better things but also get other people involved from raising money to building teams and things like that so that was a big part of it so I'd say Grant Cardone on that on that level uh, Ryan Holiday is a writer that I really respect a lot and I, I look up to a lot he wrote uh, Ego is the Enemy and that was one of the more life-changing books for me and uh uh, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. You know, what's incredible is that I, I don't use Instagram like almost at all. I'm trying to, I think I'm going sure. to start, but I follow you on Instagram because well, you're not a 13 year old girl. So, well, you know, neither are you, yeah. you know, to be fair. <laughs> I try, I try. Right. <laughs> but, but I literally, yeah. I looked at, you know, one of your, one of your posts, I don't know, a month ago, I don't know, two months ago, whatever it was, something about a deal that you guys had put under contract or, or something like that. Right. And I literally look through the comments and I see comments like, how can I invest? Where can I invest? Yeah. I just put in $50,000 in open door capital. You just see, and you're, you're so right. Like just the incredible influence you can have and to helping other people and bringing people in through that medium is just unbelievable. So kudos to, yeah, it's, it's, it's you for, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that. And I don't think most people realize the power of social. So two things, social media and podcasting, they give people so they, they are a way to scale relationships. And so like, if you want to build a, if you want to build a big syndication business, like I'm trying to do right now, you have to have relationships at scale in order to raise money. I mean, we've raised money from 150 people so far. Like I couldn't have 150 conversations. I would never see my family like one-on-one. -on -one. So, and I couldn't go through the details with every single one of them. So relationships at scale are built through podcasting, through webinars, through social media. Mm -hmm. And especially I find Instagram has been super helpful for me because what it does, it makes people not just know that I'm good at real estate. I mean, most people probably realize I'm good at real estate. 
But there's a lot of people good at real estate that I wouldn't give my money to, mm -hmm. right? But it helps them know my character, right. my integrity, my, and a lot of it just in the way that I deal with my daughter, the way I talk about my wife, the way that I treat my employees, like people see that and they invest because they see my heart or who I am versus just, this is what he wrote on a blog post exactly. or this is what he wrote in a book. So yeah, if you're, if, if you're in, listening to the show right now and eventually you want to raise money at some point, Get active on something that you can start building relationships. That you start adding those stories on Instagram or on Snapchat or whatever. You, it doesn't matter what you use. You can use LinkedIn. TikTok. Like, you know, if you, yeah, <laughs> you can use TikTok. You can do like dances on TikTok and sell your information to the Chinese government. It's great. Like, I mean, whatever you want to do, just do it, but be consistent with it and start building that platform. 100%. Yeah, it's so true. It's really incredible. And just another thing that you mentioned there, just the fact some of your role models leading up to, um, like Kiyosaki, right? It, what he, I think it's fair to say that what he did in the 90s of building this huge marketing and this whole, you know, movement of people that didn't necessarily look up to him, but, you know, the way that he marketed it and, and the, the philosophy mm -hmm. behind it, I think that, you know, that you and Bigger Pockets is like that now in this generation, uh, you know, building that. Oh, thanks. And, uh, and the, same, the same movement, the same waves you know, that came through that, it's helping as many, if not more people now. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of similarities there, especially like if you look at like the publishing world, like Bigger Pockets books now, like, like we've have 28 of them, wow. I think, or something like that. And so like, it's like a series, it's like the Rich Dad had the series. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot of similar connections there, which are fun to see. Because again, it's, and it just blows me away. And I'm super honored and grateful to have been like lucky. I mean, it's all luck, like that got me here, <laughs> largely luck on that path to be in that boat where I can like, be with a team of people at bigger pockets to do cool stuff. That's really cool. It's amazing. And it is a big team. And I think the incredible part is now, I mean, you're in Hawaii, right? And you got a whole team out there yeah. in Hawaii, but the people on the team are in Denver or all over. And nowadays yeah. with the technology and with everything, you can really be anywhere. Yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. The, uh, the, yeah, the fact that we have, we have people in the UK, we have people in Denver, we have people here on the East coast, we have Washington, DC, you know, it's, yeah, you can do almost anything online. I think that's a, this whole COVID mess. I think that if, if the biggest impact I think it will make on the world is the fact that it's going to move so many more people into working from home uh, and going to school from home because they're going to realize, oh, we, like it forced everyone to do it. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, I like to say like my dad, my dad is like, you know, he's, he's an old dude and he would never like drive Uber. Like even though he should, he should go drive for Uber because I think, he, well, maybe not right now with COVID, but like that would be a really good job for him. But he would never do it because like he just doesn't like, have the initiative or a reason to go and learn how to use a smartphone in order to drive for Uber. But if he was suddenly forced to go do it, like you have to do it today, it's the only choice, he would do it. And then he'd be like, oh, this is amazing. And then he would drive for Uber the rest of his life. And so like, this is like forcing people to go drive for Uber or whatever that thing right. is, right? That's gonna make them realize, oh, this is way better than what we were doing before. And that's what's gonna change the world, I think more than anything. Hey, before we get to the final four, I just want to tell you about streamlined podcasts. Okay. I could not have a podcast if I didn't work with streamlined podcasts. As simple as that. These guys are my go-to. They do all the editing of these audio pieces that you guys are hearing. And I really couldn't do anything without it. I literally tried to start a podcast for about a year and it was just daunting to me to spend time writing show notes, to do the audio recording, editing, 
taking out the ums, the ahs, the spaces, everything. These guys make it sound so crisp, so clear at such an affordable rate. And for my listeners and my listeners only, you're going to be thrilled. If you're ever thinking of starting a podcast or you have a podcast, check them out at streamlinepodcasts.com. Set up a time to speak with them and use promo code WEISS. W-E-I-S-S, and you can get 20% off your first month if you do end up signing up with them. I guarantee you it's going to be worth your while. So I want to jump right into the, to the final four over here. But before we do that, would I get any copyright infringements if I also ask you the famous four? <laughs> you may ask me the famous four. I'm going to do it. I'm going to uh, ask. So Brandon on Bigger Pockets podcast asked the same four questions, well, him and his co-host. To every single person, I'm a big fan of the Bigger Pockets podcast because who isn't? <laughs> and whenever I have uh, you know a couple hours, <laughs> that's when I that's when I tune in. Uh, usually, I listen to it in segments. I appreciate that. You're the you're the one listening. I knew there were like three listeners: my mom, you, and some other guy in like Yugoslavia listens right now. But <laughs> right. I'm thankful for it. Right. How many downloads are there now on Bigger Pockets? <laughs> Okay. I don't know, a few. a few. I think we're gonna hit 100 million soon. 100 million, okay, yeah, yeah just a few. So the yeah. famous four, these four questions that, that Brandon asks every single guest that comes on the show. Has anyone ever asked you these questions before? Uh, I think when I was guest 92 on the podcast back a long time ago, it was asked. Okay, I don't so what I said. they might be different now. So I'll make up new We'll ones. look up you know, episode 92 on the podcast. We'll check out Brandon yeah. Turner's. But <laughs> question for you is, what is your current favorite real estate book? And I know you're writing some books right now, so you have to exclude those. Yeah. Excluding the books I've written, which is like 900 books. I just, I can't stop. Uh, man, favorite real estate book. I'll say a couple, I'll give a few suggestions. Number one, obviously Rich Dad Poor Dad was huge in putting words to what I was feeling in my soul about financial freedom. And then ABCs of Real Estate Investing by Ken McElroy made a big, big difference. There's a great book out there called The Unofficial Guide to Real Estate Investing. That really made an impact on my life. It's, it's called The Unofficial Guide to Real Estate Investing by Spencer Strauss and Martin Stone. But I loved that book. More recently, I got you know Brian Murray's book, Crushing It in Commercial yeah. Real Estate and Apartments, was fantastic. I'm actually co-writing the new book with Brian. Oh right! So we are we're actually writing two books, and we're each like I'm focusing on the one, he's focusing on the other, and we're gonna combine them together into one big gigantic anthology. Oh, wow! Uh, anyway, yeah, those are a few good real estate books out there that I, I absolutely adore. That's awesome. And the second question, guys, what's the favorite business book? I'll give a few again. Four Hour Work Week had a big impact on me. I love the Four Hour Work Week. I don't want to work four hours necessarily, but I love. I'm such like that kind of guy that wants to figure out a way to do it, and then I'll go do something else and try to get that to four right. hours. And I love just efficiency. The E Myth Revisited by my Michael Gerber had a big impact on me. The One Thing, Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. Oh, what are some other good ones? Uh, really, <laughs> oh, Traction was really good. Four Disciplines of Execution was really good. And then I'll give you one more uh, that I don't actually talk about much called Unscripted by MJ DeMarco. Uh, it's a book on entrepreneurship and nobody ever says that one, but it is unbelievably good. It's just like, this is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. It's hard. And here's 400 pages to explain that. And it's like, ah, I'm reading the book just like, yes, like, yes. So yeah, there's a bunch. I know you asked for one. I gave you 10. No, that's awesome. Well, I'm sure some people have done that for you as well. So probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hold you to it. Um, so what are some of your hobbies? Surfing. 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 I, uh, I, like, I like surfing a lot. I'm not very good at it at all, but I really enjoy it. I moved to Maui so I could surf more. I'm really not very good at all. It's, it's, it's actually embarrassing how bad I am for the amount of surfing that I do. All right. And so the final question of the famous four is, what do you believe separates successful investors from those who give up or fail? 
yeah. or never get started? Yeah, good question. Uh, I wish I would have thought of that one. That's a thank, good one. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's obviously a million things and, and, and I love all the answers, the typical ones of like the persistence and the setting goals. I think luck plays a huge factor in all of it. And I, I say that in a good way that everyone's lucky at various times. Some people take advantage of it and some people don't. It's like a continuous lottery every single day. And some people just, they, they win and they actually go cash in their, their, their cards because everybody wins occasionally. But I'll, I'll go with something a little bit deeper. Yes. I think some people just have this ability to constantly ask, okay, but how do I do it then? Like when they get rejected, because like it's constant failure all the time. Every single day I get hit with like yeah. something that doesn't work. And you just always have to look away around it. Like if you're driving down the road and there's roadblock, most people just say, okay, well, you can't go down that road. And I think people who succeed are people who go, okay, well, I can't go down that road. How do I go around that roadblock? How do I find another way there? And I think that mentality of that, that whatever that is, that, that thing that makes people continue despite getting no, I think that's what makes people succeed. Yeah. It has a lot to do yeah. with curiosity. Um, uh-huh. I agree. Because, but obviously the like drive. How do I get there? Yeah. It's a, you, yeah. you are driven by curiosity, maybe. Like, I, yeah. I'm going to figure out how to get yeah. around this thing. It's almost like a game. Like, I want to figure it out. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's huge. awesome. All right. All well, right. thank you for the famous four. Yeah. By Brandon Turner. That was, that was, <laughs> so uh, our final four, which are, which are different. Okay. One, one similar, but we might have to skip that one. But the first question I ask every guest is, what is the worst job that you ever had? Worst job I ever had. I spent a day working at a strip club once. Um, so <laughs> now I'm a, I'm a, a you know, spiritual guy. I'm, I grew up beyond church. I still go to church and but I got a job with a, working for a plumber one time, just for a summer, like almost as an intern. I basically, my job was like, I, I was like a paint intern. I'm like, I don't know, labeling his stuff. Anyway, one day he had to go do some work. The daytime, they were open. I mean, they weren't open. It was empty, but I had to go work at a strip club for a day and uh, help with some plumbing there. So that was probably, you know, that's up there as one of the worst jobs I've ever had. I hear that. I can, I can relate to that. I think I would, <laughs> I think yeah, I would, I I would a little take the day off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I feel a little weird in here. But, you know, whatever. That's, uh, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So second question, which is a little similar. I asked, what is a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? So I'm sure a lot of the ones that you listed earlier have yeah. done that. Um, but that such if you want to choose one of those though. or a different one. I'll emphasize one that I just briefly mentioned and I'll explain why it made me this, this yeah. shift. The one thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan had a, uh, had a chapter in there called goal setting to the now. And it was basically this idea of if you're, what's your five-year vision in order to be on track for your five-year vision, what do you have to do this year? In order to be on track for your one-year goal, then what do you have to be, do this quarter? In order to be on quarter, month, day, hour, minute. Like you take your goal and you set it to now. And when I read that, I remember just reading that and being like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I went and got my video camera and I like made a video about it. I'm like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And ever since then, every single day of my life, I think that way. Like, how do I work backwards from my goal? Uh, I just totally changed the way I thought it was just that. Um, the second thing I'd say is also in Rich Dad Poor Dad when he says that the poor say I can't afford it, the rich ask how do I afford it. So changing from can I to how that paradigm shift mm-hmm. changed everything for me. So. Yeah, that's incredible. Awesome, awesome paradigm shift books. So third third question I ask is what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Kite surfing. <laughs> Kite surfing would be amazing. Uh, basically, they have a giant kite and you surf on the waves and you can just go out forever. So from a fun hobbyist standpoint, that would be fun to learn. That's cool. Yeah, I think I think that would be good. I think, yeah, that's probably the biggest skill I really want to know. <laughs> that, 
Yeah, I was gonna say that and just being better at managing teams. I'm just not. I'm like, I think I'm getting better at it. Like, I have a team now, but that skill I think is one of the most underrated but most valuable skills on the planet is being able to get other people behind you excited and doing the right things at the right times all the times. Like, that's just that's tough. Absolutely, no, and that that is that is tough, especially if you're you're building a team. You know, mm-hmm. you have a team now, which yeah is a big challenge. I, I have a hard enough time with like one assistant. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a challenge all the time. Just learning like what makes people tick and what makes them excited, what motivates people, how do you treat them correctly? And you know, that whole world of just of building a team and leading a team, being a leader is just, and like, I don't That's think you can read about. it. Like I've read numerous leadership books and I've never once been like, hot dog. I'm a good leader. Now I read this leadership book. Unlike real estate where I can be like, okay, now I know how to do real estate. I've never read a book on leadership necessarily that I was like, yeah, now I'm a good leader. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, I, I don't think you can teach it in a book as well. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All I, mean, I wonder just, if just doing it or, you know, yeah. maybe training. I don't know. There's yeah. Maybe, maybe the training, maybe it's doing it. Maybe it's like just watching other leaders and you can't mm-hmm. put in words what they're doing, but you see what they're doing. And like, I can see what's working right now. And our team is like, you know, just crushing every single goal we set. And I'm like, is that because I'm a good leader? Or it's just because we're lucky. I don't know, but I can see it's working. So I'm going to keep doing it. And if it works long-term, then maybe yeah. I'm developing those skills, but I feel like I didn't learn them in a book. I'm just figuring it out. Okay. Well, I'm sure you'll continue with that, but that's a great thing to, to learn. So we'll move to the fourth and final question, which is what does success mean to you? Hmm. Being able to do what you want, when you want, how you want, where you want, with whom you want. So I'm a freedom junkie. So in other words, like I just, no matter if anybody ever says I can't do anything, I'm like, watch me. I'm going to do it. It's like, you can't do drugs. Watch me. No, I don't go that far. But like, I, I just, that idea of like no limitations of like nobody else is telling me what to do is like success for me. So anytime somebody says I can't do something or that it can't be done like that success is saying, yes, I can, or figuring that out. And so, you know, a lot of that's wrapped in like, you can't have a big business and also be good at family. And like, I hate that. There's like this thing. It's like family, friends, wealth, and fitness pick two. You can only have two. I've read that online, that meme before. You can only have two. You can never have all four. And I'm like, BS, you can have yeah. all four. You can have all 10 of everything. Like if you, if you work it, and I think I'm a, I'm a decent example of where like, I have kind of a lot of good things going right now in all those areas. I mean, I don't have a six pack yet, but you know, I'll get there. So. <laughs> but you're healthy. So that's, that's I'm healthy. And, yeah. And you surf. Yeah. I surf. But so, you know, the only, like I say the six pack thing, but here's the truth. Like it, it drives me nuts. The fact that I don't have a six pack, not that I'm even working hard, but it, it's because like, it's, it's something that I haven't been able to do. And I don't, I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, where I want, how I want, with whom I want. Right. And that, that goes against that. The same thing is like, I went and ran a, a marathon or a triathlon because it was like, that would be hard. And I was like, as soon as I said, that'd be hard. I'm like, well, now I got to do it because <laughs> I, I didn't think I could. So now I got to, yeah. So it's that freedom, no matter what, that's success. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. I love that pushing the limits and, and just, yeah. Not understanding the the phrase or the words I can't or yeah. you can't. That's it's a swear that's word. Huge. It's a swear word. I can't. Absolutely. Yeah. My mother <laughs> used to say it all the time. Like yep. that word doesn't exist, you know? Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. Brandon, where can our listeners find you, reach out to you if they if they want to? Or I do a lot of <laughs> a lot of music videos on TikTok. So I'm just kidding. I'm not a, uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I, I have a TikTok profile. I don't engage on TikTok yet. You can't. Uh, you I, can't. No, oh man, don't say that. <laughs> now I gotta go post myself dancing to Justin Timberlake or something. I am most active on Instagram on the gram. 
Yeah, not on LinkedIn. Don't follow me on LinkedIn because that's not me. That's <laughs> some fake, know. some fake Brandon Turner. There's a fake Without Brandon Turner. <laughs> yeah, apparently he has like a thousand followers. So we got a problem here. So I don't know what he's putting out, but it ain't, it ain't good stuff. Oh man. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. It's been incredible. Yeah, I'm you. sure the, audi- the audience has got a tremendous amount of value from this. We learned a little, a little bit deeper about who, who's Brandon, what he's up to and what, what's going on in the world. Well, thanks, man. It's been fun talking. Yeah, likewise. So, and to our listeners, again, thank you for joining us and listening all the way to the end. That's great. Huge accomplishment. High five for you guys. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.